Welcome to this podcast from Harvest Community Church of Huntersville, North Carolina, where our vision is to make disciples who make disciples for God's glory. I'm your host, Liz Stefanini. At Harvest, every January, we launch a very special prayer emphasis, 40 Days of Prayer. This year's theme is learning how to pray for others more biblically based on the New Testament letter of Colossians. On today's podcast, Senior Pastor Jerry Barber talks with some harvesters who helped create the prayer guide for week one of the 40 days, January 1st through the 7th, to help prepare all of us for a meaningful week ahead. Thank you, Liz. This is a really exciting time at Harvest Community Church. I love the 40 days of prayer. And today, um, you've joined us on this podcast, and we're thankful for that. We are about to enter week one of the six weeks, um, and I'll tell you about that in a minute. First of all, let me introduce uh, some people that are joining me. Steve Thompson wrote the Bible study portion um, uh, for this week. Welcome, Steve. We're glad you're along with us here this this podcast. Thanks, Jerry. My pleasure. And Amy Granada, who is a ministry assistant here at Harvest, uh, working a lot with children, wrote some family discipleship ideas. Amy, it's great to have you. Thank you so much. Yeah. So in week one, uh, we're really trying to learn, really all of the weeks we're trying to learn how to pray biblically. I know I want to grow in that area. And this week, as we look at Colossians 1, we're looking, we're really focusing on praying that believers will live worthy and God-pleasing lives. It's, it's really easy. Steve, let me ask you this. You wrote this Bible study. Do you find it easy sometimes to just pray for the physical needs of people like jobs or sickness rather than the kind of things that Paul prayed for here? Sure. It's, I think it's easy for us to fall into kind of a prayer rut. The, the kind of things we think we pray about so often like uh, people's health, praying for making wise decisions, praying for safe travels and things like that. Those are all fine and good things to pray for, but the, uh, the variety of prayer that the Bible encourages, and especially the, the variety of prayer that Paul's going to describe here in Colossians 1, is so much richer than that. And I think God wants us to learn to pray with all the variety that the, uh, that the Bible lays out for us. Yeah, and it's really a great instruction because Colossians 1 is actually... Paul describing his prayer. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so we have, th- this is easy in one sense, but maybe harder to practice. So Steve, as you were studying this passage again, what stood out to you? So this is a, this was a really special text for me. This is when I was first called to be a pastor in up in Maine. I was trying to think through what I wanted to do as my very first preaching series, and I decided to start with Colossians, that I did not know that <laughs> that uh, th- this book is all about who we are in Jesus. It's about our our identity in Him and and finding finding and embracing who He's called us to be. And so it was neat as I was looking here, just right out of the chute, as Paul is describing the the church in in. In Colossae, as he's he's talking about the way he prays for them, as he's talking about their pastor, everything in this is about 
giving thanks for what God has done, talking to the church as if they are holy, even calling them saints, which just means holy ones, even though the same kind of people that, that we are. They're, they're struggling with, uh, with theological issues. They're struggling with, uh, with following Jesus well. Right here, right out of the chute, we, as we see, Paul is talking about all these great realities of how we're joined to Jesus and, and, how, and how being in Christ really should affect how we think, how we pray, who we are. It was just neat opening up the this letter again and and seeing all of that as uh, as Paul just explodes in in thanks and in and in prayer for this church. Yeah, that people he's never even met before. Yeah, it, it's it's challenging to me when I see how Paul says this is the way I prayed, reading his different letters, you know, and this is how much I pray. It's very easy for me to focus on just the people right in front of me, but. Mm-hmm. Again, something like that is is really a great challenge. So, Steve, if if you're an average person who is trying to prepare for 40 days of prayer and to start out this week, what tips or would you give to for them? Like, what can they expect, or how can they prepare their hearts this week? I think probably the the thing that I've always found most helpful in in going through the 40 days of prayer is to go into it with a mindset of, I want to learn to pray better. It seems like it would be, I, don't, I wouldn't say a waste of time, but it's a waste of an opportunity to, to go through something like this with a, such an emphasis of everything that Paul would have us, everything God would have us to see in the book of Colossians, and to, to come out of it exactly how I came in. So as I'm going through this, I want to be reading it and hearing what are the kinds of things that I should be praying for? What are the kinds of temptations that, that fill my heart that, um, that make me maybe perhaps reluctant to pray or struggling in the various ways? Because the, the church in Colossae wasn't any different from us in that sense. They are... They are sinners who needed to learn how to pray also. So Paul is telling them how he's praying for them because he wants to teach them to pray the same way. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, so yeah, we're excited about what's going to happen there. I'll, I'll come back to you with another question in a minute, Steve. But look, Amy, prayer is important for families and for children. And uh, you're, you're a young mom with young kids. Uh, thanks for what you did in writing here Uh Give us an idea what what to expect this week uh, on the family side. Sure, Jerry. Well, since the adults get their own book, we've made folders for the kids. These folders are geared toward uh, elementary students. However, children of of all ages are definitely welcome to participate, and parents can adjust the activities based on their age ranges of their kids. Um, We've also provided uh, examples of prayers using the text from Colossians. So if you don't have experience or you don't feel comfortable using the Bible as a guide to pray, um, we've given you some prayer prompts where you can fill in the names of your children or your coworkers or your family members, um, just to really give you a, a baseline or give you a guide if you're uncomfortable or don't have experience doing this. And also this week, since it's the first week, 
Um, one thing that we're asking families to try is to make a prayer journal together. So you can take a notebook, decorate it, have everybody participate however they want to, and use this journal throughout the 40 days to write down some prayer requests or make notes or draw pictures and record not only your prayers, but how you've seen God working. So maybe he's answered something, make a note of that. And this is something you can look back at the end of the 40 days to see how God has worked. And maybe if your family really enjoys this, it's something that you would want to continue um, after the 40 days as well. So let me ask you this, Uh, in this prayer guide, there are like memory verses. There's a verse each week and there's a coloring page. Is it true? that that's not only for children, like adults can work on scripture memory with those coloring pages. Absolutely, and I think it's great, especially if you're a parent, that your kids see you doing that. Uh, One thing that we did this year is not only um, have a page where children can write the memory verse, we also included one styled a little bit differently in the regular guide. Studies show that if you read something and write it down that you'll retain that information better. So we're asking parents um, to maybe do this with their child, model model Bible study for them in this way. Well, that's awesome. Well, this is going uh, to be a great week. Um, let me ask, either one of you can answer this or both of you, uh, just as we start to wrap it up, moving beyond just this particular passage, uh, what, what is God teaching you about prayer in these days? Do you, do you have anything uh, that you'd like to share with that? I think the thing that comes to mind the most is it has to be an intentional discipline. There are a lot of things that are, that are, you get up in the morning and you fix a pot of coffee and you eat breakfast and you, there are things in your life that just kind of happen automatically. But if you don't have an intentional commitment to prayer, it won't happen. It'll Satan is delighted to steal that away as fast as he can, and so that's uh, that's something that I've I'm really looking forward to in this forty days is really fighting to reestablish some better habits in prayer, awesome. places where where it's been stolen away. That's a good place. And I just want to encourage. Um, maybe young parents or families who are busy. Uh, Oftentimes it it feels like you have to sit down and dedicate a certain time chunk to pray, but I just encourage you to find time during your, your regular tasks that you go about your day. Maybe you pray together on the way to school. Maybe you take a walk after school and talk about what did you learn today? How was your day? Well, so-and-so had a hard day. Well, let's pray for them. Or, or so-and-so wasn't at school today. Well, let's pray that they're feeling better. Use the regular opportunities throughout your day to, to pray for, for those people that you come in contact with. Those are good thoughts. Thank you for both of you for sharing. And as you prepare this week, Harvesters, uh, for 40 days of prayer, we really trust that you will be excited as you pray that other believers will live worthy and God-pleasing lives. Thanks again for joining us from Harvest Community Church. This podcast is also available on our website, harvestcharlotte.com. Please go there if you want to send a question or comment, learn more about our church, or find out how you can donate to support the podcast.